Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of the Dive Foria State Ever? for World. Yeah, we're killing the name. We're canceled. We're, we're definitely this axing. This is how the I name. find we're out. We need. We, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to commit to it, and we'll see if I eat crow next year for doing it. We're finding a better name for next year. We need our own <laughs> unique podcast for when we all assemble. As much as I love the narrator, bits and they did not find a better name for next yeah. year. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel like I'm sure we can come up with something. We just got like Infinity War in the Marvel universe, and we're just like, what if we rammed everything together? Like, what if they just called Infinity War the like the Avengers of well, the I mean, Galaxy that's, that's, and Thor? Like well, that, <laughs> like that doesn't. That's not well, a good title. To, to be fair, I feel like even World's Podcast is a better name than what we have with this <laughs> that is, jumble. That is very meta. To be fair, the current Marvel universe is kind of just a, that exactly. So yeah, I mean that is, is kind of spiritually what Infinity War was, right? Yeah. Is the Avengers? It's of just the galaxy, everyone, but yeah, everybody's here. And everybody's here this time. Chronicler, Kobe, Azale, we're all here, ready for finals. We just came back from Busan, which was sick. Honestly, favorite Korea experience I've ever had. Been to this country just a couple times, but Busan was awesome. We trained back together in the most precarious way possible. There is not enough luggage space, fun fact, to fill every single rioter in Busan's luggage. Yeah, we, we have a lot of luggage. Especially because there was a fish shipment on our train, so the luggage spot closest to where we were all sitting was all fish. Just tons of fish. Yeah. So it was um it was getting heated. It was like a fist fight for luggage space a couple times. <laughs> People were intense about there was this. A, there was a very angry man when we were getting on the train who was not pleased about how quickly things were going. No. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was kind of crazy because we had Riot had basically booked out a couple cars in this train. Yeah. And everyone who's here from Riot has been here for basically a month or so. Yep. So everyone has either a ginormous suitcase or multiple suitcases, yep. right? So clearly there's just nowhere close to enough baggage space. So we're walking multiple cars down the train, trying to find yeah. places to put our bag. And eventually they ended up just starting stacking all their bags in the entrance. Yeah, imagine you're some like, you're a Korean person. Maybe you go home to Busan on the weekends and you work in Seoul or vice versa or something like that. You roll up into the train, hundreds of riot people, mostly wearing all exactly the same thing. Every single baggage <laughs> yeah. spot is filled. You're trying to find your seat. We're also like pretty loud, which because we had pretty much pretty? the entire, we're incredibly loud, which is normally- There's 300 people in this exact In, in this jacket. exact yeah. world staff jacket. Great jacket, by the way. It is a good jacket. It. Um, I just imagine that being quite Because <laughs> I know on the way here that you guys got told to be quiet on the car. That didn't happen this time. You guys? I like how you point yeah, you at Chronicler. Guys. You guys? The, Chronicler told the me the loudest, story. most obnoxious yeah. of all of Chronicler us. Chronicler of, <laughs> of his, his fame for I being too loud. I, I tried to warn the people, and the people didn't yeah. listen and ignored the advice. Wait, and what you guys don't know loud. is that the reason Chronicler cares so much about you know learning like the customs and the culture and wanting to be polite so we can burn it all down. <laughs> yeah. So we can ignore I'm it. I'm a so rule breaker. He wants to I'm know where to strike. When he's being loud on the train that he's enraging as Offending many people as possible. possible. Offending the most possible people. This oh, whole thing where he's really joke, polite just, and nice all the time. Yeah, he's analyzing your It weaknesses. feels bad to say it. But you're like the <laughs> no, nicest, sweetest, No, 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 but even as a joke, it just makes me like... It just fills with yeah, dread. Oh no! Social yeah, this is—I uh, tweeted this out, so some of you may have seen this already. But the, well, you guys have all seen it, but some of the listeners may have already seen it. But the negative self-talk frog is my favorite thing from this trip. <laughs> it's so that funny. chronically brought out, and it's—it's it's actually so funny. Um, it's on my watch now as well. It's on your phone. Oh my god! So That's actually so genius. Could, so the quick access. So yeah. anytime someone's uh, talking bad about themselves, people have now just pulled out this little picture of a frog and says, "Did I hear negative self-talk? Don't do that. You are fine. You are dandy, or you are great. You're no, dandy." Negative, I highly 
highly recommend anyone in any friend group to get themselves a negative self-taught frog or equivalent. Yeah. Because it's actually funny. People are getting frogged left This and right. is the most consistent social trend in our group ever. This is the only time that entire conversations have been caught, stopped down completely for someone to be like, frog. <laughs> and everyone just respects it. Like, we've yeah. never had something like this in the like, all right, group. you win. <laughs> all right. Respect the frog. Right, that was too negative frog. towards yeah. myself. I will try to be better. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's been Emily, very Emily's You're great. You're Danny. Emily's getting frogged every day. Bam, <laughs> bam, bam. Like 10 frogs per minute. That's the stat. <laughs> yeah. Next to Emily. It is. Games of Legends. Yeah. <laughs> Emily's ratio of like expertise and knowledge and passion to frogging is way too high. Yeah. 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 It's like she got like the monkey paw and she's like yeah. i want to know everything about league of legends and, and she, the, as the paw curled it was like but you'll have to learn it all and study really hard and ev for everything you learn you'll feel a little bit less confident in what you know <laughs> like, she's so good like yeah. obviously deserves to feel confident but you know shout out to emily obviously doing a fantastic job at which Worlds. is why we frog her which is why we frog her no, no negative goat. talk Yep. yep. That's such a weird phrase. Which is why we frog, frog her. her. Wait, huh? Yeah. Just Again, we'll put that, put that out with the Dive for your State yeah. name workshop no, for next year. Good. I like to be We're gonna frog. frog. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Get frogged, nerd. Yeah, exactly. Get absolutely frogged. Get absolutely frogged. <laughs> frog. <laughs> You're the greatest person I know. Get frogged. Absolutely destroy her with love and acceptance and yeah. encouragement. Build people up. Right. Hell yeah. yeah. I think Busan also is such a and and this ties into uh, just the the two weeks that we spend there, right? The city is so different from Seoul. It's good vibes. And it's like, yeah. I think a lot of cities in Korea feel kind of samey, but Busan really does feel substantially different from Seoul, which I think is really, really cool. The area we were in was also just really fun because Incredible. I love being able to kind of just walk around in a city yeah. and, and kind of get a feel for the city that way. And because the area we were in had so much good food, you could just throw a rock and hit a good restaurant. So yeah. you could basically just walk out and anywhere. Crockler did a couple of times. There you go. Throwing yeah. rocks, throwing rocks at windows. windows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there just... were good restaurants after we went and ate that. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it was great. So it's just a lot of fun kind of going around. And we, we went to uh, Gyeonggi, I believe is the uh, place. Gyeongju, is. yeah. Gyeongju, excuse yeah. me. Um, what was the, is, what's the palace called? Is it Dong? Oh, I don't palace the or something name. the the yeah. pond yeah yeah the pond was so beautiful a few of us have posted some pictures but the whole trip was really really gorgeous I, our, so our many tour cool guide for the guided tour was, was really really knowledgeable and good. really good yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome i think the thing that made me the happiest in general is just like it was everything was so accessible it wasn't just food like you could leave the hotel at any point of the day or any point in the night and have something to do within like a very short walking distance whether it was pc bong i know jat was playing like Screen golf. Screen golf, which yeah. is crazy. I don't golf, so that's kind of weird to me. But hey, it works for golfers, works for golfers. <laughs> so it's just everything. Like, you could do anything. It was all so close. Yeah, you couldn't do screen bouldering. You that couldn't do screen that, bouldering. That wouldn't work. You just like this. <laughs> Actually, it'd be perfect there. for me because I could do bouldering without yeah, needing yeah. any strength. Actually, that's, that's good. Yeah. Maybe you could <laughs> definitely like do it. Yeah, it'll work. Like a, like a, like a, it's like a treadmill, but it's just it's rotating. Vertical. I think they have. They need seen wee those. bouldering. I'm sure those you know? exist. They got wee sports. They need wee they bouldering. They need wee bouldering. Yeah. Where you like have to push the thing at the right time. Yeah, and you have to, yeah, it, like yeah. vibrates more and more furiously yeah. as your arm loses strength. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible game, to be fair. But I would try it for the memes at the very minimum. But yeah, I'd say if anyone here is like, oh, I want to plan a trip at some point. You know what I mean? Like it's obviously a pretty high barrier to entry to get a big international fight and find a place to stay. But like food was cheap in Busan. 
Busan was awesome. And Highly the, recommend the it. The bullet train down there, super quick, super, super easy yeah, as super well. Fun. So when if you, you don't have 500 suitcases, there's usually <laughs> enough space, I think, mm-hmm. for you to get on there pretty quick. Pretty and easy. even with the 500 suitcases, it was pretty easy, despite a couple of people losing their tempers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you're coming and visiting for World Finals or something, and you have extra days afterwards. Hell yeah. Up. Go to Busan. There you go. Enjoy it. Um, past Busan, past even Korea, as we take like a big zoom out from Worlds. We're going to oh, talk sure. about finals soon. Uh, and some other stuff. Transition. Space? Yeah, we're going to talk huh. about space. I'm returning <laughs> the to the final adventures of the, the final galaxy. Frontier. How many satellites are currently rotating around the Earth? I don't know that. that There's probably a lot. Do you know like, the number? I don't Okay. Know I, I was going to guess, but do if you, you don't know the number, it's more or no less point. than the Ross Isn't rumors like currently circulating. I think it's like a, I wouldn't be surprised if it's even more than that. It's probably something stupid at this They're point. They're going to blot I'm out the say sun. 30,000. And we're going to get microtransactions in real life. All right, I have the answer. Because I, 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 I'm a genius, not because I have the internet. Are we doing prices, prices right prices rules? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I say one satellite? 30,001. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to hose Chronicler. He goes 30,001, I go one, he's got 30,000. <laughs> ding, ding, Chronicler loses. It's 11. Oh, yeah. 11,300. 11, the fact that it's in the thousands is crazy to me. Yeah. But I don't understand nearly enough about satellites to like know if that's... I know space is big. That helps. That's deep. That's deep, bro. This is not what I meant. Oh, for wait a second. <laughs> this one's this one's probably not counting Elon's because this just says the ones that are operated by the yeah. United Nations uh, Office for Outer Space oh. Affairs. And that's not even including what the about, shadow government, man. Like you gotta think about true. how many does Elon have? up there. What about the spies? You know, the lizard people, the sinister cabals. This, what about their is, satellites? This is completely non sequitur. For some reason, it reminded me of the fact that the, the West Edmonton Mall in Canada has more submarines than the Canadian government. <laughs> Wait, that's such a great fun yeah. fact. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true enough, but that's what I was told when I went to West Edmonton that's Mall. Up there so with I was the just fact like, that Australia I'll take lost it. the Great Emu War. <laughs> like, that's my favorite. That's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite historical one. Respect. Don't mess with the emus. Don't mess with the emus. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're relatives of dinosaurs. I get it. Why true. do you think there was never a Great Vicious. Kangaroo War? The Australians yeah. learned some proper <laughs> they're, respect. They're, they're, yeah. They knew they were you about. Don't mess with them. <laughs> bam, bam. <laughs> they didn't even get to the level of the kangaroos. Yeah. They're like, emus, yeah. we stopped there. Look, man. They did the intro level. They're like, we lost you know something what? with just legs. We can't handle something with legs and hands. <laughs> Emu's like, got hands. Ready. All right, my bad. <laughs> Backing it up. There's no good way to transition out of this. So I'm just going to say League roster time. League of Legends. One of the things that's been happening during the course of Worlds, uh, and it's starting to ramp up, is obviously a ton of crazy roster announcements. We each run our own regional podcast. So at the start of next year, I'm sure you'll get to a catch up on nope, what all the rumors the only are. time. Nah. We'll never speak of it again. Yeah, never speak of it again. I will we won't talk about new in roster. this room. You'll be in this room. But you won't be allowed it. to speak of it. We, we have high expectations for our podcast listeners. They have blood. to do their own homework, homework before, yeah. they, before come they come to our An podcast. An independent study. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like the lecture. You, you guys mean, are like professors. Yeah. yeah. All, okay. I'm, the non sequiturs are baiting me so hard, but I will say that of all of the podcast sets, I love your big ass Godfather table. It I don't know dope. why this room exists at all. There's I, also I, like a kitchen back there. Th- this by purpose the way. of this room is unclear to me entirely. We are in the depths of Law Park. Somewhere hidden. I like the, the dining set over here. Yeah, we got the LCK set. logo. I know that there was a reason why this existed, and I know Atlas has told me, but also I forgot. Have you ever cooked something <laughs> in here? No, but I would love to because that kitchen looks really well equipped. It looks really well. It's like an industrial kitchen. No, I over know. There. No, that is, you can you can whip up a feast. <laughs> you can whip up a banquet. Yeah. Well, I can't because I'm a terrible cook, but you probably could. I mean, yeah. also, I don't know if there are any ingredients. We'll, we'll try afterwards. Well, no, you'd have yeah. to order them on coupon, but you, you can make it work. 
Maybe we should just stay here until World's Finals. <laughs> Maybe that's what it should be. Maybe Law we, Park is pretty well equipped. Law Park is very well equipped. There's well, PC Bung. Yeah, there's yeah. a little yeah. barbecue yeah. Oliver's yeah. out there. Where are we going to sleep? Best the best quality. We're just going to we're just going to land. We're just here. No sleep. No sleep. <laughs> this is actually okay. no, no sleep longer World a podcast. Finals. This is actually <laughs> okay. a live stream. By the time you start watching it, the length will be 48 hours, and we'll okay. just have been going nonstop okay. forever. Yeah. <laughs> Played through all keep... of Baldur's Gate. All of Baldur's Gate. This is our Gate. four squad this right is our here. Four squad. We've, we figured out how to get a four squad to commit to something <laughs> as adults <laughs> yep. with real lives. It's trap yourself in a yeah. room. And no, I wasn't going to tell you leave. until earlier, but you're all locked in this room. You can't <laughs> leave. Why do you think all the production left? Yep. Yeah, that's how to get you. To, <laughs> that's yep. how to get you to commit to the Baldur's Gate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shout out to Riot Games for facilitating this. Uh, appreciate you keeping yep. us all together. <laughs> <laughs> and off-season roster moves. Okay, yeah, off-season roster moves. So there's obviously a ton to talk about. Too much for this single episode of the podcast, but I thought we could just each go around and talk about the thing that we're most interested or excited about that we've heard about so far. We got off Kobe. Well, the way you introed it is talk about the thing that you're most excited about, but we all picked them beforehand. Most and keen he, to talk and about. He took I the claimed one, it. He took the most exciting one. Okay, so I, do you want him to go I, first then? No, I think it's good that I get to go first, then I set low expectations. Yeah, then when it, it okay. gets to him, people are going to be like, whoa, no way. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So here it goes. Energy have started to release a lot of members of their staff and then the first rumor rumor these are all rumors not confirmed uh for player ignar is leaving and this is breaking up the energy team that had one of the greatest underdog stories the greatest of the lcs probably yeah and one of the greatest uh uh most powerful underdog stories for for north america i just it's it's kind of crazy after being able to upset Cloud9 in the finals like that and winning and then coming to Worlds and also beating G2. Yeah. So they beat all the best teams of LCS and they beat the best team of in LEC. Yeah. And we're out. We're getting the European experience, man. And I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. don't like I it. don't like it one bit. As it's soon as I saw that. everything. Yeah. It's the 2-0 and then the, the getting clapped in quarters and then also losing the team. It's like they're, we, we, we find a player, you know, they win their league, they come, they beat our worlds, yeah. and then they take him. That's that's our thing. Look, man, but... You're not allowed I mean, to take our uh, thing like that. That's, you know, I'm just saying that, like, it's it's like always up to, the, it's up to the player, you know? You know? I'm, I'm not trying to force anybody to go anywhere. It's just if there's a better opportunity for them, you know, over here They hit us Europe. with the Uno reverse card. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got a bunch but, of tweets about, like, how do you like it? <laughs> now you know our that's pain. That's so petty. But also, at this point, Ignar has gone back and forth so many times. I feel like he's a yeah. wild card. Yeah. I feel like he shouldn't even need to declare his residency. People should just accept that he's just going to be somewhere else in two years and playing for a new team. It's not like this team comes crumbling down without Ignar. You know, sure. You know, they can definitely find a replacement. But yeah. so this is just one in it's a surprising. long line that has come. You know, they got rid of the GM that put together the whole team. They've got yeah. rid of some other staff. Um, there are rumors that I've heard that they're not done either. There's like more people. Well, so and I, I mean, think, I was gonna say like I think the thing that I love about NRG is kind of a continuation of the story that like started a little bit with Joju, 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 Joju Pune. Um, like building up <laughs> domestic talent and then like NRG having such a breakout success internationally, beating G two, which hurts, still hurts. Not gonna lie, but like that's fantastic. And so the 
this once seemingly <laughs> like that's once, fantastic. once okay fantastic. this like he just frogged himself he is he is doing a good job this once every like so far this is like so far like a one-time thing in the modern era of league of legends and then you're gonna break up all the pieces that managed to make that happen it's like you have to have a ton of faith in everything that's happening in nrg to believe that they can recreate that magic because yes it is one player yes it is just one piece of staff but like so often teams are the culmination of everything coming together yeah. for the perfect environment for the perfect circumstances and most teams are spending a lot of time most teams that aren't energy are probably doing everything they can to replicate a lot of the success that NRG was trying to find and that's such a hard thing to do so it's always makes me very nervous for the future of an org when they're like hey we found this incredible success and now we're gonna mix everything up yeah I mean I, I think so as far as fan sentiment goes People are obviously incredibly excited about this team. I think you can get away with with changing a player. Um, I think if they end up kind of like wiping the board clean or changing a bunch of stuff or replacing some of the NA, key NA players with imports, yeah. they are going to absolutely torpedo all, all positive sentiment that they have for this team, right? If, if they replace Palfox or Contracts with an import, people are going to be pissed. So I think that they have to be somewhat conscientious of that i mean yeah. hey maybe they at the end of the day they don't care and they think that like we're gonna make the best uh, moves to the team regardless um but people are were so excited i think partially because the the standout performances were from na players right yeah and it's the first time maybe well not ever but it's like one of the first times ever that we've had an na team maybe it's the first time ever made quarters without um without a european right yeah. that was like we didn't have a european import on this team it was like na led palafox and contracts with the big standouts in that in that series against g2 so people yeah. were excited about it for those reasons so i think even if they were doing well you if you in the current landscape people are like okay we want we want to see na talent we've seen so many imports for so many years and if you're going to import you better absolutely kick butt like your team might better be smurfing or people yeah. are not gonna be happy about it yeah i just think it it was such a cool story for energy because it did so much to to break apart this um this story that like na slots on na teams for the na players are the slots you have to carry like those are the those are the ones you have yeah. to drag you're across the finish it line. out of obligation yeah not out of like and, and desire exactly yeah. and you're trying to you're trying to carry with the whatever biggest superstar imports you can sign to the team but to your point, it is this one was led by superstar performances from the NA players. Yeah, I you know I just think we'll, we'll have to see uh, if NRG can can capture the same magic that they did this year. But we get Ignar, so that's great. Rumor <laughs> again, and all rumors you get him back. We're completely in rumor land here, but rumor is that he's signed to Excel. Um, I think Odo's contract still up, so we'll see Odo and Ignar together. I'm Peach was also reconfirmed. Peach reconfirmed yesterday, I think. So I mean, Excel is coming together nice, which I'm. I'm excited. All right, for you go it. second then. Yeah, I will. The other thing, my favorite thing, to the surprise of no one, because uh, I think the only thing Europeans are allowed to talk about every time we come to an international event, was like, do you guys remember 2019? <laughs> <laughs> and we're holding on to that nostalgia like nobody's LEC business. Remembers. LEC remembers. LEC remembers. <laughs> we had content. And we had we had wins. It felt good. We did things like play Pike in a lot of different places until it was nerfed into oblivion. Rightfully so, to be fair. Um, well, the G2 top side. Getting back together on Heretics. You got Perks, Wonder, Yankos, uh, with Flacken. So, I'll be honest, I have zero faith in this team. I'm very <laughs> excited to see it. I mean, I'll believe it when they show up. You know what I mean? I think Yankos had a fantastic year, despite how difficult his roster was. I think Wonder looked incredible and Fnatic. There's a lot of things to, like, believe in, but I don't think that it's going to capture the is same it, magic. Is it, like, a 21 Jump Street level reboot, or is it, like, a 
live action Disney reboot? Oh, that's a great question. That is, I mean, that is that is that is what you're looking at. What do you think? Gut feeling. No, f- actually, don't think. Over under nine wins. Oh, over nine. They're gonna get nine wins. I think that like they'll over under twelve wins. We're in there somewhere, the nine to twelve range. Okay, so you're saying they're gonna make top it. Three they make top three would be my assumption. Okay, but that's that's good for that team, I think. Yeah, I don't know how to top three. The more that we talk about them, the more that's, I'm like, that's, that's really good. Wonder that's Yankos twenty-one jump so good. Perks yeah. is your own vitality. I'm not gonna blame it on Perks. That entire team was just a dumpster fire. But like, I just don't know where to rate Perks right now. I don't know how to feel about Flatkid. But if I if it's just if I just channel the energy i have for wondering yankos right now this team is squint hot a little bit. this team is sweet <laughs> if i like if i like squint and go wait it's 2018 and like just see like perks on the blanc kind of out of the corner of my eye yeah. like this is the best team ever this yeah. team's gonna contest that g2 team's first <laughs> yeah well g2's probably first and i'm like, keeping it together running it back it's funny because there's waves there's like there's the the crowd of people that like the nostalgia and then there's the crowd of people that are like oh but we always want Newer, younger yeah, okay, stars. Grandpa. Let's you know, get the new yeah, ones. Yeah, they in. want to like sweep them out of the way. I, I came up in LEC in the era of like every. I don't want to. I'm not gonna flame anybody here, but there's a lot of players who are just getting recycled pretty endlessly, and we kind of got out of that for a while. So if we have to go back to it for a year or two, honestly, I'm okay with it. I don't think we're there yet because I've seen what the bottom of the barrel looks like, where like no player can come up through. <laughs> I've seen the bottom of the I barrel. I have seen <laughs> the bottom of the pretty. barrel. I have seen one player transferred across like seven teams to no effect. And this team isn't smelling like that. No, doesn't smell that bad. Questionable smell. Not sure do I like the odor yet, but it's there's a smell. It's like when you open up your fridge and you see something and you're not sure if it's still fresh or not, but you're like, you're willing to risk it. It's looking pretty good. The thing is, is it's like, (laughs) like, I don't know when I put that in there. I'm not going to lie. It could be tasty still. G2 2019 topside. Is it moldy? Yes. But is that blue cheese? Is it finely aged? Is it delicious? Is it a high quality product? Or is it milk? Or is it just curdled ass milk? You know, am I going to take a bite out of this cheese and be like, damn. This is great. That's this good is, cheese. This is too high class for me. I was wrong. I shouldn't even be talking about this. Blue or, cheese goes bad also. Yeah. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually <laughs> did it go bad yet? New heretics, <laughs> new heretics could also go bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, this is really, really important, actually. So in hard cheeses, if it's moldy, you can actually cut it off and eat it. But if it's a soft uh, cheese like blue yeah. cheese, so you can just cut off just the one player, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, which, the is what, which is what heretics the game did. Who's, there? They the cut mold. Off a couple Who's looking moldy? Boom. <laughs> yeah. Bam. My, my, my stance on, the, on that kind of debate has always been, I actually don't care how long their career has been and what they've done in the past as long as right now sure how much drive and motivation do they yeah. have yeah i'm super fine with a very old player um i mean darshan just announced that he's retiring now after a decade yep Dar- darshan always kept up super high work ethic and yep. drive and so i'm always fine if there is an old player old <laughs> that has you know that super drive at, as yeah, compared to, to like a to new be clear, rookie. I mean, it's not an age thing it's more like is there a player that is sitting in a bottom team consistently not performing that continues to get team after team after yeah. team after team and i can understand that players circum like the circumstance of an individual player on a team can be so varied like they could be playing well and the team could be falling apart around them but i think at its worst the recycling players thing becomes a discussion of like are organizations giving spots to people who no longer have earned that opportunity which i'm not going to make a judgment call on but i think that's what the worst version of it would look like yeah but i mean we've also seen a lot of positive examples um of people who are peaking later in their career right like yeah. to go back to energy like that's the, just because that's the easiest example sure dokla first came in lcs in what 2017 or 2016 on optics some somewhere around then 
um, you know, wasn't that good, went down to academy. Like he is massively better than he was so many years ago, yeah. right? Even though he's like an older player, like it's not like a 17 year old rookie contracts. 27 uh 2017 was it on cloud nine 2016 i'm spacing out for some reason now yeah but like he's obviously he fought his way back up quarters. yeah both those players and then right? it's like a Six big years. you right yeah. so it's yeah. like i think i think that stuff is is really cool and it's important to know like i'm i'm with kobe it's about drive and it's about determination so i'm actually excited to see how they do because i think it would be really really cool and if you get the best version of this and then they're challenging g2 at the top like that's actually it's, it's, it's hot fire, exciting. but I don't want to. I don't want to jump on that. I, you know, I'm nervous. I can see the content already forming inside. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, so free. Like how cool is that? Like right? people get upset about narratives, but these things are just like slam dunk easy. Yeah. Like of course it matters, and it matters to the players too. Like it's just like a certain amount. At certain points, about authenticity, and like that's if those two teams are facing down, you're gonna talk about their history because that's the most authentic <laughs> and interesting <gasps> angle. Give them the chance. Give them the chance. Yeah. How's Korea these days? We have no intel except. Uh, June, who I want to talk about for a bit, is rumored to go to Fnatic. Who is June? Because so you said he that. Never, yeah, he never. He's a great caster. Yeah, I was going to say, also, if, if that's what I'm going to get, if that's no, what we're getting, one, concern no. for my job. But <laughs> you are not getting, you are not getting cast of June. I want to be very upfront about that. Will he cry he belongs for us the way he LCK. cried for you? <laughs> that's my question. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I that, know. that belongs <laughs> only no. to the LCK. As, and to be fair, as it should. I don't want to trivialize that. That was a fantastic moment. Like, it was one of the highlights of the, highlights of the moment. Absolute uh, class. In general, his game intros are, yeah. I can't wait for the one at, at finals. But specifically for LCK, I think especially because T1 is still in the running, there isn't really any intel yet because I think a lot of the LCK teams are also still scrimming them. We don't really sure. know exact, or we don't have any rumors. Andor with the context of them potentially splitting up, waiting to pick apart the well, pieces. Like well, that's that as pretty, well. That's pretty uh, there, was, there was rumors online about um, that LCK was only scrimming other L LCK teams. Oh, I know that. Was yeah. Scrimming, yeah. Which I think, like, <clears throat> between those two regions, that doesn't surprise me from either. I think yeah, it will just... Two best regions. They're super competitive. They yeah. want to represent their region. Yeah, which I think is completely fair. Um, and I know that, in general, in the final week of Worlds, teams have struggled to get, like, actual good scrims. Yeah, That's just a reality. Later. A lot of teams have boomed because yeah. there's just no scrim partners left. Exactly. But specifically for LCK, like, I don't... I haven't heard any rumors about, like, Hanwha, which is a team that probably is going to blow up. Obviously, D plus is going to be completely revamped. Hopefully, we'll see Lucid, who is Baby Canyon and the future goat. He's amazing. I hope he oh, finally goes to the camera. Like, please, Lucid. Uh, I really do. If <laughs> he goes elsewhere, yeah. Lucid and Thanatos. No, 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 no. Thanatos. That was actually one of the meanest things that Zill has done to me to this tournament. He was like, I heard a rumor, Mao, that Thanatos was going to C9. And I was just sitting crying in a corner for like <laughs> half an hour. I heard the rumor. Yeah, just... He's not just trying to troll <laughs> it's you. It's not his fault. It's not like earlier when we said you're mean and you break things all the time. Time, no, but that's a meme. It was just a rumor. But yeah. uh, going back, I, I think it's just Thanatos a little bit too early. <laughs> Usually, LCK actually pops off after Worlds is done. So yeah. I expect that will be the same, even though I don't think any team is staying the same. I think even though Gen.G was the same for like the last two years, definitely going to swap just because of the international Oof. performance. Is it Chover? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's Chover. I think that... Uh, but the... the and this is actually I like how earnestly you responded <laughs> yeah. to that. I mean, they also have a free peat, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it is They're that incredible. is it is a really big, big conundrum. But we don't know anything about that, so I don't really want to go in depth. What I do want to talk about, as mentioned, sorry, I'm still is the Chover. Yeah, it's. Uh, did you, did would you, you say they're going to keep their Corin? <laughs> together? I, 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 they're going to keep Pays in the light, and I think they'll keep Chovy. Yeah. And it will shock me if any of three of those players go. 
But we don't know. We'll see. Maybe they go something else entirely. So what, aside from the expectations... Cole's notes on June. Now, now so I'm back laughing to June. at you trying to stop laughing by going, hmm, and pretending to be serious. And then he's like, I have now stopped trolling. I'm literally like, almost all of my life is fake until you make it. Like, oh, it's time for me to take this seriously? I'm just going to sit back in the chair like I'm a Hollywood director who's like eating too much for lunch. Just like, so back to June. Yes, June is a player that had a pretty terrible year. Uh, he was on Guangdong, which Promising was start for <laughs> What role? Let him no, 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 no. Let it gets better. It okay. gets better. Okay. He's a support, uh, and he was uh, replaced through the mid part of summer by Undil, who is now the the main support for Guangdong. I assume will stay. But in June's defense, uh, that was a CV Max team. And those do have a sharp tendency to nosedive once things go south. They were reportedly like, I want to say 0 and 40, 0 and 30 in scrims uh, when we got to the tail end. It is sounding better. They were in. They were in. They were in the class. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. It gets better. They were in the classic position of having to win like a series at some point, and then they just never did and didn't make playoffs. Uh, and it was very sad. But. Okay, I'm just going to say, so far, I'm more excited about the G2 Topside <laughs> reunion. And, 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 and here's the kicker. Um, all, all of... Okay, you know, actually, when I think back, June was also part of the 2021 DRX roster, which was one of the worst <laughs> rosters. But I, I, that was bef before it was ready. The, the cool thing and the thing you need to hold on to and that I truly believe is most, uh, most or, or, or really good example of why this player, I think, is good and is going to be great is last year, DRX had one of the best runs in Challenger ever. And it was largely attributed by the rest of the team to him. They were like okay. almost undefeated. They didn't win the split, oh, oh. which, you know, that, that part was oh, unfortunate. Is, this is an example of where you're so kind and wholesome that you've come full circle back to unintentionally roasting this guy because you're like, yeah, he's a solid okay, player. No, he just but, starts to work on his laning. Okay, and no, his no, 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 no. Hear me out. Your thesis statement was, it's not that bad. Okay. We should be excited about this guy. You should be. Everything you said has been terrible. Yeah, that's, that's, for that's, one that's, 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 it was pretty good that one time. My favorite was he was in the classic position of needing to win a series and then did it. Okay. He had to lane with the, the worst AD carry in the league. And also, again, that team was, was boom for a whole lot of okay. reasons. They didn't have anything to do with him. I think he is very similar to uh, Jonghoon and Delight, which were really good players that were on teams that were not good. Mm. But Jonghoon was on Breon yep. in Challengers, and that team was just bad, uh, objectively. And I think that he was the standout player on the team. He went with them to... Uh, some of the international tournaments that are there for like the the academy and and, and challenger leagues and LDL yep. and whatnot uh, did a great job there. Then obviously I think even though obviously the Astralis roster wasn't that well, I think he initially yeah Kabe actually he initially alone was great and yeah. I think he was a big part of Kabe's success this year. Yeah, as a clear standout individual. And Delight is the poster child of this, who was a player that was on a bad team but was really really good. And I think that June can be the same type of player. I think this is a really smart player. The biggest weakness in the LCK was his laning phase because the team actually looked a million times better with him on it, just not in lane. But the opposition you have in lane in LCK is going to be very different than what you'd have in another. But it's just. Uh, but uh, he's going to Europe. Yeah, where... he's going to Europe where all of our bot lanes are shit. I feel no, you, Chronicler. Yeah. No, but, yeah. But, no, but if you. Well, sometimes the words you don't say are just as important so as if the you, words that you say. The, the, the laning in LCK Challengers was abysmal, absolutely abhorrent. Not in Challengers. But now that he's going to the LCK, <laughs> he'll be fine. That's, did you see the jokes where people were talking about uh, why Hansama was so much better in Europe? 
and then he was in NA no. also. They were doing the same thing. They're like, well, in NA, he had to play against NA 80 carries. <laughs> I'm going to have to eat that till MSI, probably. Maybe so, even till next Worlds. Maybe for a couple years. Ugh, if they can't turn it around. This is a very strong and creative player whose one weakness I think will be less relevant. And I think he'll do a really good job. Cool. All right. I will say that I'm excited to have him if those rumors are true. And this was the worst sales pitch this of all the time. Worst. <laughs> I appre- like the historical info I value more than I, the sales pitch. I want pitch, you so to give you, you an honest opinion. Yeah. He was yeah. really, really good last year. And I think yeah. also you can see a sharp decline in the macro mm-hmm. of the team, which is something that Challenger teams generally don't have. Yeah. Both in his Challenger's team when he left and also in LCK Guangdong this year. Well, and you've done a great service. How good is his English? To fanatic fans, I'd no say. Clue. Because the shot calling thing, yeah, that's that's my concern. When I hear import yeah. and, and shot calling and team coordination stuff is their biggest strength, I'm like, well, how's that going to work, second language? That's always my concern. But you successfully made me much less excited about him. So thankfully, thank you very much. Um, I, to be fair, knew nothing. Uh, and yeah, now I do and know I was, something. I was much more excited when I knew nothing. <laughs> I feel like I haven't done a very good job. Because there's that mystery, but I have, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. But I think you've done right, you know? It's like when you're playing a gotcha game, you know, and you, you like haven't opened the box yet, yeah. right? You're like, there could be something really good in here. Yeah. And then you open the box, and it's like, oh. Nope, I wasted all my money again. <laughs> open no, the box, I think, I, I actually, 10th place, zero forty scrims, I know I not good in lane. <laughs> you believe in it. I do. You give the cry. I actually think, because there's signings like Quid, for example, where I'm like, yeah. we're like, I, I for sure, done that. an LAC producer is like sliding into your DMs next year to be like, oh, hey, yeah. do you want to do a quick like pretty or pre-record so, where you like stamp him with your seal of approval before this goes up in flames? What? No? I mean, before we see how he performs. Yeah, I did that with Photon as well. I oh, remember. good. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, your, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're our guy. You're um, our man on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, Photon didn't. I mean, I still think Photon's really good. Wait, it's fine. Just, it's everyone on that it's, Vitality it's, it's, roster it's okay. gets a free pass as long as they don't stay together. Right. Well, we'll see how he does. Uh, I think June's a good signing as far as challengers, players go. Wait, to be clear, is it J-U-N-E? Uh, June. Because I've been spending too much time around British people who pronounce Dune like it's June, and it's been messing my entire world up. No, so I, I mean, I'd have, to, I'd, have to, I'd have to like double check, but we've called him June. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I'm I'm really excited about JoJo and the the JoJo Blabber rumors. The C9, because I, I don't think that's so official what, what either. What is the that, rumor? Are they they're coming together on C9? Yeah. So that JoJo is going to C9. Uh, that he's going to be kind of reunited with um, with Blabber. Uh, there's also supposed to be you know Vulcan going there as well with Zven leaving. Um, originally there was rumors that Berserker was going to be leaving, but I've now heard he's staying. So this is this is the NA Avengers. This is the this is oh. like this is the you know the, the team. guardians of the NA Avengers. It is, yeah. Oh it, my god! This is the team that I think anytime someone's you know like not performing to the expectations that they want, they're like ah, if only we had like this team together, you know, because people yeah. always talk about Blabber. I feel like internationally Blabber always gets an unfairly bad rap. I actually mm. feel like he played pretty well internationally this this year. Yeah. Um, but people. In NA are obviously understandably really excited about him because he dominates in the league. JoJo, I think people maybe if you didn't watch LCS don't really realize how good JoJo was. I think when he went to MSI and stuff, he was fine. But um, in summer, it was by far his best split. Like the amount of of attention he got, he had the least amount of jungle help and the most amount of enemy jungle attention while still being by far our best mid laner in lane as far as pressure he's putting on. He was crushing lanes while getting chain ganked. Teams literally by the end of the split were crafting their entire strategies around just how to shut down JoJo because they felt like if you stop JoJo, EG just can never win. And so you would have games where it'd be five minutes in, the support has come and flashed on him, the top lane came and flashed on him, the jungler came and flashed on him. It's like, 
it was crazy. And he was still being able to do pretty well. Um, so he was like very rightfully our MVP. He was by yeah. far the best regular season player, I thought. So I think it's incredibly exciting for him to be paired with Blaber, who he is on track to be the best uh, LCS player ever, right? Like, and, and I think that this is this is a really, really exciting uh, development. I think the fact they're bringing Vulcan again, who, yeah, Vulcan just had a bad year on FlyQuest, but I'm kind of willing to like look past that just because everything on FlyQuest went so wrong yeah. that I just refuse to believe that all those players are that bad. It's just like too many things going wrong at once because Vulcan was one of the best, if not the best support in NA for the like three years oh, before yeah. FlyQuest that. FlyQuest is your vitality where you're like, this team should be so good and then yeah. just bomb the entire year. Well, yeah. they Split were good them in up, spring. Keep them they safe. were good in spring. Yeah. In spring, they made finals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that. they absolutely bombed in summer. Um, but yeah, no, I, so I, I'm incredibly excited about it. Uh, people are more so wanting like more teams built around NA, more teams built around NA talent. And it just does not get better than Blabber and um, and JoJo for for that kind of a, a team. I just, as someone who's not, like doesn't have a horse in your domestic race, most certainly. I just like the guys. Would who you like a the, horse? Uh, I you know I might I might be excited. Well, JoJo kind of like for me as as an EU fan, he talks trash. So does Vulcan. Like great, I love these guys every time they come international, and it sucks. Like. In a lot of ways, I'm just so glad that JoJo didn't beat G2 because I, <laughs> I, I would we'd be getting a tweet every day for the next year. But like yeah, that's you're just, lucky it was benevolent Palafox. He was going to let you off easy. Good guy, kind soul. But like I think this is the stuff that keeps the feeling of of the rivalry alive outside of just the results because for so many teams, it's like oftentimes if you're you're looking past because you just want the placement. Or you just want the, you know, you just want to beat the LCK or the LPL. You're kind of, we're kind of looking past each other more often than not until you actually face each other, which doesn't really happen that much. So stuff like that is what keeps the rivalry alive to me. So I love players who trash talk. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So should we move on to the GOAT team? We're talking a lot about these kind of discussions. There's so much discussion about Faker, obviously. Faker is just having... Faker is the unanimous GOAT. If you have another opinion, you're wrong. I'm curious to see your reasoning just because I want to know how deep into the rabbit hole you're going. Not for here, just for like anyone out there, but like there's just no way. You're going to get an essay. It's the only one that's 100%. It's like, just not contestable. Yeah, yeah. It, the the longevity of his career, and especially even more so now after you know he subbed out for T1, came back. You see how much he's doing for this team, and individually, he's having an incredible tournament. I think arguably the best mid laner at Worlds, uh, if not just straight up best mid laner performance at Worlds. Yep. Haven't been able to say that I think since 2017. He had been much more of that supportive role that year. He was crazy. He was on on Galio all the time. So I think that is kind of just everyone agrees, Faker's the GOAT. But we were talking kind of about that discussion. What would your GOAT team be? Yeah. So who wants who wants to start us off? I and mean, we can get, we can kind of just talk through it position by position. Because the so, hardest position for me is top. I top yeah. I feel like kind of ambiguous. The others where I'm starting would be Faker, of course. Faker, of course. I kind of feel like Bengi. And then I'm I'm Deft or Ruler. Deft and then ruler. I'm probably Mata. I was leaning Smeb for top. So I, my free would hard. be really hard. for peak. I'd say if you value like just peak, I'd say the shy is the obvious one. Sure. But in go conversation, it has to be achievements. It has to be longevity. It has to be a lot. Yeah. But yeah. how many top laners are there that actually have been like at the top? None of them for... have won two worlds. Yeah. 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 Or have, but even have been at the top of their region with no drops for years. Impact. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's actually crazy. In, impact. So impact, I like. I will not say is the go top laner. I'm not going to say that. Um, but he's definitely the greatest LCS top laner of all time. And I would say he deserves to be in the conversation for probably 
top five or something like that. Maybe maybe he has to go further down the list. I don't know. But he should definitely get his respect because he has been playing to a lesser degree. Yes, I'm not trying to make any arguments about, but it's like he's been playing as long as Faker. And he, when he goes international, still does well. He's winning championships with LCS. I'm not trying to compare it to the LCK, and I'm not trying to compare him to Faker. You don't but, have to. But, but longevity-wise, yeah. he's one of the guys who's been around the longest, and I don't think he's really had a substantial dip. Even on FlyQuest, he was the only person who looked good on FlyQuest this year. Yeah, I think once you get out of like the people who've had incredibly long careers or even middle-sized careers, I think that's where you start to see impact. And if, if I had to put in a, the only Western name I'd really put in with confidence is probably Wonder at this point, just because of the breadth sure. of achievements of G2. But I think neither of those guys were the GOAT. And yeah, you, couldn't, you GOAT. couldn't make an argument for them to be the GOAT. Yeah, Smab, Smab Marin or Deshai would be one of those three. But yeah. I, like obviously, if Deshai ends up winning Worlds, then yeah. the, the, the argument becomes a lot easier. I mean, he'll have two... It's so interesting though because he's had such dips as well. Like I'm Insane a huge, dips. huge yeah. fan of the shy. Even when he was first coming in the league, I guess it was like 2017, even pre the World's Year. Yeah. I used to watch every single one of his games because I just thought he was so entertaining. His play style is so fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but over the last couple of years, he's also just been bad. His regional play has just not yeah. been anywhere close to as good. I feel like that's really impressive though to be able to come back from a dip in its yep. own, in its own way. Like, yeah, if he had been dominant the whole time, of course, that'd, the goat. that'd be more impressive. He'd just be the goat. But there's also an element to, yeah, you know, the not giving up yeah. and uh, and actually reclaiming glory. It so is super impressive. Top's a nightmare. Jungle is also a nightmare. Because I think Bangi in terms of breadth of achievements, but like when I think about how we talked about Bangi back no. in the day, yeah. he was never the king of the like his most like. In that era of jungle, there were so many people who were like, oh, like Diamond Fox, the counter jungle guy. Oh, you have this guy. You have like the incredible mechanics of insect. Like early days of League, it was careers of iconic jungles were often defined by one thing. And I feel like the thing that people got stuck on for Bengi is he's Faker's third summoner spell, which is like, I don't feel good calling the goat of then, jungle then assistant like, to like Faker's then it's personal probably canyon. assistant. I'm with Kobe. It's probably Canyon, right? Like if you're talking about just dominance, I think you have you probably say Canyon. It just, like, these discussions are always so interesting because people <laughs> value things so differently. Yeah. And I do think, it always felt kind of gross to me to call this guy who's like winning, you know, world championships, like just a like the oh, summoner. The, yeah, which obviously is like spell. not not fair to him. But he, he was, was all, he was also called the jungle, right? Because it was like he was he was the guy, right? Yeah. Like he and I think that people who have played supportive playstyles have are always looked down upon, um, sure, because it's just not as cool to see. Um, you know, look how people talked about Crown when he won. Look how people talk about about Niski and I think his playstyle in a lot sure, of ways when they but... lose. Because if you're playing more for your team and you lose, you look bad. I'm not trying to say he's the most dominant, and I don't think his peak was as high as others. Sure. Um, but I just think that longevity and achievements do matter to me in a greatest of all time discussion. Yeah. I, I, could, I could give you Canyon maybe, but I think it would be hard-pressed to think of anyone else. I think if you go back to every world championship, <clears throat> the one where it felt the most like the team identity was the most strongly defined by the jungle. Dumb it one. is a hundred percent yeah. dumb one. Yeah. The other one that was really dominant was Dandy Samsung White, mm -hmm. which, yeah. was a, which is quite a long time ago. But it's kind of during that time it was it was insane. Yeah. Him and yeah. Mata together yeah. basically solved the old way that League did vision and absolutely dominated and like highlight moments too right he had the prince of thieves title it wasn't it wasn't just the yeah. the macro play too he's individually popping off yeah. having these highlight moments canyon's still my goat today though yeah <laughs> which he's had a he's had a he's had a he's had an up and down year i think the problem with jungle is that 
you have so many if players like we haven't even discussed like cleared off right that were just yeah. the best in in uh for, for in the region for a really long time yeah I felt there's a or lot like of LPL. uh diamond procs who completed like jungle has yeah. changed I, counter jungling and so much and it's i think the role that gets fundamentally changed the most out of anything in league of legends that it actually remaining on top for long is just super hard and i think that the thing for me too is i do think that the further we go into league of legends and the older league becomes like the more achievements mean like the more winning worlds means to me because you're learning and it is easier to learn all the knowledge from back in the day certainly but you have to learn all the knowledge that's been accrued from the 10 years prior to yourself and then you have to innovate on top of that yeah and the game does change so innovation is not impossible like it might feel in a lot of traditional sports right like the game literally changes every two weeks so there's always angles to find that innovation but players who have been around and able to like dominate consistently in the last five years of league, I think is like something I value very highly because the game mm -hmm. still changes all the time. But you've also had to learn all of the stuff from the past. Have you really? I don't think I agree with that. When I think about it, I, like I don't think that someone who comes in today like pays. Does pays even know what happened? in in like season yeah. one through five to be fair all the stuff is probably hyperbolic yeah right? like you like you you are there are like fundamentals to the game but it's like that's just known when you come in like i don't feel like you're going back in the history books you know what i mean yeah, it's you don't like, need to work on how like lane counter swap jungling works. and lane yeah, yeah, swaps yeah, yeah, yeah. and like and even just like plays that were once considered really impressive you just learn those by kind of like existing like the insect plays and things like that that sure. when that was innovating at the time and was so incredible but now every gold Lease in main can well, they also made insect. it they also made it way easier sure so yeah that that, sure. that one they've actually changed sure but you know what i mean right yeah, like sure. I, I don't think that the 17 year old prodigies that are coming up actually know the history yeah i mean but you're yeah i guess you're right so yeah. i don't i don't think that it's any harder to learn it now than it was then it's just that the competition is higher i think that the players are better today than they were then certainly but i also think that that's just the natural development of the game yeah, so if you're arguing like if you take the like 2023 All Stars and you put them against the 2013 yeah, I mean, All Stars, of course they're going to win. Then of yeah, course yeah, they're yeah. going to pound yeah. them, right? Um, but I also don't think that super matters in a, in like a goat discussion because mm -hmm. I think you have to take people within the context of their time because it's sure. it's still incredibly impressive to stand out from your peers even if it was like a less skilled era or whatever. Sure. Is how I look at it. But it that but doesn't help with the jungle discussion. It doesn't help with the jungle discussion. All the way back to WCG, I think I agree with this. True. This point. Uh, there you go. In 2010. Yeah. <laughs> so Amumu player stood out from his peers. <laughs> do we want to do second, second most decorated for mid? Or do we just like it's faker, it's faker and who cares? I don't know. I mean, it's it's faker. If you if you have an honorable mention, feel free. Actually, it was Jet who, who I have to give full credit to him. If Xiaohu wins Worlds, he's the second. He's, he's the second. Un uncontested second, which is kind yeah. of insane. Because it feels to me like I would, my first instinct would be someone like Rookie. I mean, he won three MSIs. I know. In two roles. That, that, that's the craziest thing. The Xiaohu is. Winning as top lane also was I, yeah. nutty. And then I mean, he's just like, all right, I'm going to go back mid and still be an amazing I, Xiaohu is such an interesting player to me because when I hear that, when Jet said it to me, I'm like, but then once you actually look at like the accolades, and I think that's where the. The feeling of a player is something that you can't really replicate later on, but it's very apparent when you're watching, right? Which is why yeah. Rookie, I well, think, is so often, and why the Shy and Rookie were as good as they were in 2018. And I think that for me, it's like, obviously it's Faker, and then there's a big-ass gap because he's just, the, just the tenure is so long. The sheer years of achievements is just so hard to overcome. But then I think it's like players like Shahu, it's players like Ruler that are fighting in there to be number two, or at least, you know, are there in the top five. Because I forget half the time that Shahu didn't just win everything as mid lane. 
Like it just slips my it's mind. Unreal. Because he's back in yeah. mid lane. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those things that you. And he was making people look silly in top lane with yeah. top lane Lucian yeah. stuff. Playing Syndra top Syndra. Man, man was yeah. doing whatever he wanted up there. Yep. You know what I mean? Maybe Shao, who's our go-to player, <laughs> turn it around. He has the length of career in a different role. You know, he's got the. Maybe I just, I'm actually kind of on board with this. <laughs> if he counts as a top, as top yeah. laner. No, 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 I don't. No, there's, there's no, no way. way. You, you but can, I do think it's you fun. You still count the achievements that he got as a mid laner. No, 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 no. If I'm trying to build a goat roster, this is about as good a sales pitch as his was for Jun. Yeah, like sheer. Jun's good. Okay, get off his back. Is he the goat? I mean, maybe he is. Maybe you're the one who told me that he's horrible. I only information I have is from you. I had zero opinions until today. He is unlucky. Okay, he's a great player. I'm telling you. Same with Shahu. Trust him. If he stuck top lane, he'd be our top lane goat easy. So unlucky. He jumped into a role that's hotly contested. Yeah. Yeah. That's not hotly contested. It's just dominated. Yeah, it's just dominated. Yeah. Because for a second, if you if you raid, and I still think Knight had a really good tournament. I think Joey was a little worse, but like. Players like Chovy and Knight, where would you rate them? Obviously, Knight's higher now that he's won an international title, but. Yeah, it's hard. Um, versus Rookie, who obviously. Rookie has so much longevity, and yes. even even when his team is not doing well, he's always in. Scout, another one. I, I think I think Rookie, Scout are in my top five. Um, I think if you're. I think you have to put Shahu up there as well, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know who the other one would be. Showmaker. Yeah, or Showmaker Chovy, maybe. Probably. I I would put Showmaker probably above Chovy just because I again do kind of yeah. I value the international success. Yeah, yeah. you for sure have to. Yeah, yeah, you have And to. then I think then you're starting to get into past that, and maybe there's someone I'm thinking forgetting, but past that, then it becomes a big mishmash of people who have like had their big moments and stuff, or maybe like Chovy yeah, is really dominant yeah. but doesn't have the international success. And then you have people like Doombi who are really good, and they have people like Knight, and you have people like you know all these different people. A lot of the a lot of like some of the Western names start to sneak in there too as you go. Yeah, Caps. Lower. Lower. <laughs> Caps. You can Caps try to sneak Perks. that Bjergsen back yeah. in there, Caps like Perks. the the, the old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, bring some Let's Where's go. Where's Jack? Get him in here. Yeah, get him in here. We need top twenty list, baby. Bring it back. For eighty carry, there's only two choices: ruler or deft. Yeah. Right, right. There's no one else. Uzi, no, because he just didn't win no. enough internationally, right? And mm. and at this point, it's it's like Deft. If you're talking about longevity, Deft played as long as Uzi, and he's still going, and he's going at a higher, much higher level, I think, currently. More worlds, yeah. I mean, after last year, yeah. I just, I but think... even yeah, even with Deft not winning worlds, he also had been extremely consistent in making worlds, which I yeah. think that's yeah, me. yeah. It's Similar also matters, with, with right? Shao, right? Mm -hmm. Like the fact that he's been to even though his performance individually. And Uzi, since he's been back, is not the same. No. Yeah, which I don't know if you can hold against him. But I think that for me... But if the... you're talking longevity, you have sure. to compare. Oh, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, that's yeah. fair, actually. Right, like if you're comparing mm, sure. Def's year this year to Uzi's year this year and stuff like that, you, no, have, to, right. you have to take into right. consideration. Um, and then between Def's and Ruler, I don't know. It would have been really easy had Ruler just won. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. And now, now I think it's still pretty murky. Yeah, I think it's actually really hard. I mean, I mean talk... Def to beat Faker in T1... Yes, they just also, do that. Just do, it would have been easy, Ruler. Ruler's done that a lot though in his career. <laughs> yeah. We we had that uh, matchup graphic. Yeah. No, not this time. But he's actually beaten Faker about as much as it's, Faker's it's beaten him. It's yeah. even after. Yeah. yeah. Um, and with Ruler, it's also that the fact that it took him so long to win an LCK title obviously is kind of like, but he was always contesting for like at least top three AD carry within the region. Yeah. Uh, he had like maybe a year or two where he was, but that's his back injury, right? He had a period as well where he wasn't really up to par. But then they also both won LPL. I think Deft won one. I'm on not sure DG? if he won two. He won, definitely won one. On he EA. definitely won one. I mean, we could check. Right I'm here. not 100%, but, but basically that actually makes it harder as well. Because 
while if Ruler would have stuck around in the LCK, would have also mm. been harder to make the argument for him over Deft. But now that he went to LPL and won two titles there as well, obviously won MSI. He won um, Rift Rivals. I don't know if you knew that. Ooh. I forgot, but he did that. He won Demacia Cup. Yeah, he won 2016 on EDG. And 2015. Uh, he won... Because they went to... 2015 summer as well. Yeah. Yep. So he won... 2015 summer, that's regular season. Playoffs, oh, yeah. playoffs, Plus he lost to IG. Fourth. I guess it was China. So he won two, the regional finals. Won the regional finals to go to Worlds. Yeah, he only won summer playoffs in LPL the one, one time, 2016. Didn't they in 2015 as well because they went to MSI? 2015 spring playoffs. So they both have two LPL titles. Yep. That's hilarious. Yeah. I give it to Deft at this point. Like, I think that the thing Death is. Deft does it, have the longevity. Yeah, yeah when I think about longer, like. Right? Because Ruler started in what, 2017, 2016? Ruler debuted in 2016. 2016, yeah. And then Deft has been here since. Deft has been here forever. Since 1923 or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's been back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> Yeah. But but that, since that, prohibition, really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's never been the same since. <laughs> the one thing that is actually really interesting that discussion, though, and why I think Ruler inevitably will overtake Deft is that Ruler has military exemption because he mm. won a gold medal. Yeah, that I mean that does matter in the long. What run. if Deft wins eight also, games next time? I, I, yeah, already. I know Deft has said okay. he will just go back. He'll yeah. just come back, try to come back after cool. he's done. I mean, definitely one bias that we talked about earlier is this, like, you know, supports and anyone with a supportive style isn't going to show up as much. And I think the Deft has had flashy, been flashy and flashy carry metas. He's also been solid in, like, the supportive AD meta. But when I think of, like, the guy who's going to carry a team, I don't go to Deft. I go to Ruler every time. And I think that's part of the reason why Ruler stays so close. But I do think when we talk about just achievements, mm -hmm. when you talk about how long they've stayed at, like, a high level, I do feel like Deft for me is the, is the go to AD If carry. you just want to go peak, you can also just go, like, Jackie Love, for example. Yeah, peak peak becomes peak, really peak, interesting. It's, yeah, because now we're talking. I'm 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 a longevity guy, but I feel like that's the two options you have. Yeah. yeah. If you go peak, it would be like what the shy Jackie Pe Love. Uzi, I think sure. you have to consider as well. Uzi sure. was Uzi really was so far ahead yeah. for so long. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fun part of that. Yeah, there's I mean, the, there's the just peak team and the achievement team. Multiple yeah. generations of AD carries that Uzi is the god of. You know. Yeah. yeah. Inspired so many, but mm -hmm. Deft also was able to deal with Uzi. Yep. But so that's in. Wasn't trying to do. Support. So, support. Yeah, support. Mako. Yeah, I Mako. think it's Mako Armada. Mako Armada. I think it's got to be one of them. I mean, Mako, yeah, it took a while before Mako was able he to really find that. This year was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but over the career. Yeah. I mean, I think he was the best support in the LPO for a long time in my eyes. Like, there were certainly people who contested him. Won but Worlds in 2021. Fi finally won Worlds. Yeah, obviously. And it just was there. Was the franchise player by the time that, like, all the old guard had left. 2015. Uh, an EDG that was always very domestically yeah. successful, right? This guy's just been around forever, and he's always been good. He's always been credit. Again, this year, not great. Um, and then Mata, obviously, from the, the perspective of innovator, right? In the same way you talked about Dandy, Mata, mm -hmm. like... Mata solved the game in an era where no one else did, right? And no one else could keep up, and that's why they were able to win Worlds yeah. and, like, stayed relevant for, for years after that. Obviously, I'm going to look at Season 4 the most. Season 4, 2014? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's hard. I think it's a hard choice. I like Mako more at this point because I, the winning the winning Worlds like that in, that in those years, I think it's just so hard. Well, especially how deep into his career he did it. Yeah, it's really impressive. I also feel like for Wolf specifically, it's actually kind of a downside that he played with Faker because I think Wolf was genuinely a really good support, but in a weird way because he was playing with peak Faker and because his career didn't end great, 
That's, I mean, that's part probably the same part of the same reason why I'm hesitant to like bangy, give bangy, right? you know. Yeah. Is it I mean, there's pluses and minuses because you also got to win worlds yeah, and yeah. stuff. You're also no, no, in I the mean, discussion, which sorry, may I never mean, have happened yeah. if you didn't have I mean, Baker I mean, on your team. Specifically in the context of yeah. this discussion, yeah, you yeah, get, yeah, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. less credit because yeah. you you're not you're the star with, of the team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's absolutely true. And I think that's true of everyone who's played with Baker, probably. Maybe less so these last couple of years because these last couple of years it's felt more like okay he's more well, the supportive. And this dude. roster specifically yeah. has just had so many star-studded moments, right? Like, and then we had the summer incident, and people were like, okay, it's still turns out Baker, yeah. Yeah. It's still Baker, yeah. which I think is yeah. I'm I, I push back a little bit on that, but it's still like even at worst, it's seventy percent just yeah. just him. I do think that in the next couple of years that that we will have a third name. Like if Caria can can stay. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I regret. But this I is, mean, Barrel. No, 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 no. In no. terms of not, if we're just no, talking not, about achievements, no, not Barrel. Look me in the eyes and tell me his achievements aren't enough. Not Barrel. Barrel, right? It's you Barrel. Know, you know what? Bar Barrel is really like the shy of support. I swear to God, it's actually just the same. It's so ah, no. We are stretching. And how? Doing some this, terms this, of what? Like, this, wait, when hey. has anyone ever talked about Barrel's insanely dominant mechanics laning and laning face? In 2020, almost completely opposite. In 2020, he was wasn't the whole thing that he just left lane and yeah, helped other he, lanes he, in 2020. I, I think people I, talk about him cooking up some crazy stuff, but okay, maybe I'm stretching it too far. What I wanted to say was Barrel just has far. is Barrel the best support. <laughs> yeah, Barrel in the, the discussion. No, no, you won't not... believe who they put in the greatest support of all time discussion. You won't believe who they compared to the shy. Yeah. Hell yeah, clip so, that out. I want to. I want to make very clear that I. Uh, I don't actually believe that. I think that this is Max rubbing off on me because a lot of the POC states were Max talking about how Barrel was going to make worlds again and me being like, no, shut up. And now I'm here and I'm doing it myself yeah. and I hate myself It's between for it. Barrel and June. No! Really. <laughs> <laughs> Our greatest sport of all time. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to have to see, right? Yeah. Like I, I think said. that Barrel's career has been a bit too short. June yeah. definitely in the yeah. discussion. Yeah. June another Barrel, year Barrel needs another couple years before he's up there with June. No, I'm kidding. That's watch, so like, Barrel watch, has achieved a lot. June yeah. win LEC, man. He's going to do it. All right, we will. Him. Okay, well, let us know what your GOAT team is and uh, yeah, or what, if, if or Barrel is, is truly the GOAT. So we have we have Faker, Deft. Faker, Deft. 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 You go Deft Mako. I've yeah, I think Def Mako, Baker, and most Def people, Mako. I think Canyon, right? Canyon. People seem more on the Canyon bet. side. And then top lane is still a mess. I think the roles that I'm the most curious for people in the public to weigh in on are top and jungle specifically. Yeah. Because I think those are the, are the ones that it's like, I'm, I'm really curious. Because also as, as we cast more and more, for me at least, and I don't think this applies to you guys as much, but like, like the years in the jungle meta start to blur together. <laughs> so that specific moment where someone really does something crazy innovative in their era, yeah. I remember really well for recent years, and I remember really well for like, historic years again like diamond Prox, mm -hmm. you know like, there will for sure be people bangies and dandies yeah I, th I think also if you're more of a new age fan mm. support a lot of people will probably say carrier and stuff like that because i, mean, I, because I think you have like, to win because i feel like a lot of the mata mako stuff is more you know kind of like back end yeah i, I mean i think historical at this point yeah and i think that carry is a guy who in a couple years i very much expect to be very easily in that conversation yeah yeah mm -hmm. totally but he i'm just thinking been, from fan pov yeah, i yeah, think a lot yeah. of people will feel him i mean he has been hyped up as the best korean support since 2020 right? i think he's the best player yeah. in the world right now in this meta because yeah. i don't think anyone else can do what he can do um but let's talk about semifinals. so that's our go team uh semi-finals obviously just happened t1 won weibo won 
Both arguably, results surprising. Oh uh, yeah, arguably two upsets. Uh, it depends on how, how you look at it. I think I think the which more, was don't you gave me a wavy hand. No I one think saw the T one was fifty fifty. So I think pre tournament expectations very surprising. I think sure. co- coming in with the adjustments in meta, yeah. pretty much everyone. Well, I'm not gonna say everyone, but a lot of people were starting to change their minds. Yeah. The I more, mean, you did predict for JDG on the podcast. Yeah, I did. I, 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 Kobe, I Kobe'd it up. You Kobe'd it up. Yeah. You, did, you just he, flip-flopped hard. He flamed me for it, and then like three days later, did, did it. it. Well, after <laughs> I after I watched the, the other semifinal um, that happened before, I was like, you know what? It actually is just going to be this for the rest of the thing. Um, it is just going to be bot lane meta stuff, because I was, I was thinking about it more, and I was like, you know what? It, it, the quarterfinals, maybe it's just a flash in the pan. Maybe this isn't actually the meta. Maybe it's going to go back to normalcy in semis. And then the first semifinal happened um, with Waybill BLG. And I was like, nope, it's actually just the meta. You pick anything under the sun for support and you win 2v2 and then you win the game. And the only person who can do that on that level is Caria. And that to me made me think that, okay, well then they're the T1 is the only team who's actually good on red side because no one else is getting advantage of this, right? And we saw this in drafts in semifinals, I thought pretty heavily. Yep. Um, JDG as well was was struggling to get good red side drafts. It's like their their big red five counter pick is like a Renekton into an Aatrox or some garbage, right? And yeah, it's it like- No, it was so, that garbage specifically. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like, okay, well then in that case, after I saw the semifinals, I'm like, nope, I actually think if this is the meta, they got the best player in the world, and they're the only team that can play this well on red side. All right, congratulations, T1, you won Worlds. And that's kind of how I was looking at it. So that's why I changed. That's why I tweeted it out. And that's why no, I, I, I want to roast you, but I also am, I don't think you have the sunken cost fallacy. No, you and could he, totally roast me because I made fun of Kobe for doing it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Just actually, like, I, I was right. like, what you're the? Right. How you're is right. I forgot. That part back. you deserve to get roasted for, but, well, it's but not, I, also, I don't think I you have to. Hypocrite. Here's you don't have to go down with claim the JDG prediction, though. I wouldn't have claimed the JDG prediction. That's true. Yeah. Well, maybe that's true. I believe you. I would not have claimed the JDG prediction. That's why I tweeted it out to me. Make it I'll official. Take, and I'll take the L. I was coming into game three of that series. I was like, ooh, maybe JDG bring it back. Maybe it's more contested. And then game three, when you watch T1 just pull off two of the most mechanically clean team fights of all time, like the flash over the ash. That arrow, was crazy. The incredible faker Azir flank. I was like, nah, this is over. I do think with so like because this bottom lane conversation is kind of like eclipsing all a conversation for the meta right now. Top laners have had a big impact sure. in these series. We we just had Zeus completely smashing 369 a bunch of times. The shy giga gapped freaking bin, and they're actually having pretty big and then got gapped on. But he solo won them two games. So if yeah, even in the I'm not gonna say solo one. He was the rumble one. He 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 slammed him for sure in the in the couple games. But I I don't think at the 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 very least rumble rumble and graves at the very least the rumble game was great. Bottom conversation I feel like is super eclipsing everything else and top lane. As much as it gets memed on, is really having a big impact. And the Shy yep. and Zeus are the two at the top of the game right now, clapping people. And yep. I completely agree. I just I think the reason that it's going to continue to be the center of attention is just because it defines your draft. And it's not that, and, and and it just changes the way the rest of the game plays. Like if you have bot priority, it it trickles up to top lane. You know, it affects the entire state of the map, especially if you lock barred. Especially if you lock barred. That's that's what I was gonna say. Even with the the Graves pick, I thought the Graves pick made sense because the Shy locks it in in a game where he knows the enemy jungle has to go bot because yeah. it's against a double eighty carry, you know, pushing bot lane. Yeah. It's this sort of style where it's like they can't afford to come top because bot lane is Armageddon. So um, I, I do think top lane has, has been quite impactful. I mean, I think all the roles matter, obviously in how they kind of affect the map, but it still feels so heavily about bot lane and red side advantage feels so heavily about bot lane. I don't think that's gonna change for the finals. As, as far as mid goes, we went from like one of the most explosive and flashy and cool mid lane metas 
in like a lot of worlds, right? It's Carly versus Silas. So look, to Oriana's here every mm -hmm. game. They ban mid lane, Nico. Mid lane. I mean, they ban Nico, and the fun goes away. The Kali's still there into Oriana. Yeah, <laughs> it's the there side. to lose occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but but uh, like, maybe I, I can make it work. I actually oh, kind nope. of agree. turns out I couldn't. Mm -mm. Uh, with with what Kobe was saying, but I do think it is it is very much tied together, right? It's because when you look, and this to me was the biggest surprise about specifically the T one JDG semifinal. Um, I do think T one went for very creative lanes, but not all the lanes were designed to hard win the two v two. Yeah, all lanes were were designed to at the very least be be able to go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. But the top lane impact to me was kind of the the bigger surprise of the tournament, even with how it ties together. Yeah. And what I wonder, because we saw this very clearly in the BLG versus Weibo series, was that it felt like in most of the games, not not every not everyone, I don't remember the exact matchups, but in most of the games, one of the two top laners would be monstrously far behind and then their bot lane would be winning. Yeah, And then I think it was like most of the lanes were won by Elk and On, but depending on matchup, I, we saw both scenarios where like the Shire bin would be like 0-2 and, and like 30 CS down. And then their bot lane would be, and it would become kind of this, can the top lane carry hard enough to offset what happened on bot lane? Yep. Um, and I think that the matchup between Weibo and T1 is actually going to work very similarly. And I think that JDG, just because of what they excel at, didn't really we didn't really get to see that. I also think 369 just had didn't have a great tournament. Well and the finals matchup is pretty exciting because both of them are gonna try and play high pressure full map, sure. right? Yeah. And that that's like that that's this style where you're trying to constantly push in all of your lanes and constantly create pressure everywhere. And then it's about all right, the jungler gets to choose, but you better you better make execute. it worthwhile yeah, because you're giving you're, up a lot. You're gonna pay a price on the other side of the map either way. So Yeah. It's so, it's, this is a great, like, I love watching this kind of meta unfold. And I think the thing that makes me feel so confident for T1 is that in that game, four, specifically in the JDG matchup where we see the Zeri Lulu come out, Caria picks the Bard and kind of turns it on its head and says, hey, look, we can go lethal tempo Varus here. We don't have to play Halo Blades to try to win the lane early. We can both build Cole, like, we can handshake on this, and I can leave, and we can turn this thing on its head and create pressure elsewhere. And it just feels like with the flexibility that T1's bot lane has. Um, and we'll see, maybe there are gonna be some games certainly where top lane gets counter pick, I think on red side. They won't all just all be, all be about bottom lane. But um, I just think it allows them to decide. So often, is this gonna be about shoving bot all game or is this gonna be about freeing carry up to Rome? And I think that's a, like, it's not just that they have you to arm. both. Like, yeah, they don't just have to pick Caitlyn Callista or some wacky shit just to like get prio. Yeah. They can interpret what the enemy team is doing and saying, oh, you want to scale? Fine. We want to scale too. Now we're going to roam better than you do instead of pushing better than you do. I think the other thing with Bard that makes it so strong is that it's it's low mobility champions, right? Yeah. All these lane dominant picks that people are playing basically don't have dashes. And Bard is so incredibly good in that because generally, if it's a well-placed ultimate, your ult equals their flash or their death, right? Yep. Because there's some sort of follow-up that can come in afterwards. So I think that's one of the things that makes Bard uniquely powerful in this. It's less about the laning power, but it's about the ability to move around the map, to harass, to help your, with your jungler, to actually be a primary engage in a lot of these fights and, and force resources out of these, out of these uh, yeah. carries. Yeah, and he's, he can position infinitely more aggressively um, with Magical Journey. And we've seen it because oftentimes there are so many scaling elements on these compositions and there's a lot of people whiffing skill shots. We've seen those and moments as well. it's also great if your opponents don't play with Bards and accidentally walk into it twice in a series. Uh, 
Yeah. Go go watch. I have this. I retweeted it after the, some of the Bard games. Are you talking about the thing you made about yeah. the timing? Yeah. I, I swear it actually makes it so easy. And every time I see pros mistime their their skill shots yeah. uh, out of Bard ult or out of out of Zonia's, it tilts me like nothing because I am not very good at this game and I don't miss those. It's it's very easy to do every single time. If you just watch the actual animation, yep. there's little sparkles essentially that appear and they glow really bright right before the stasis is about to end. Yep. And you throw your skill shot as soon as they do this little bright glow and then they go back into the character and you hit it every time. Shun had, I think one of the, it wasn't a game, like obviously he's eliminated. It wasn't a game that didn't matter, but he actually hit like a Sejuani ult over the wall on a Zonya's timing, but like including a dash as well, mm -hmm. which was, I think was the best example that I've seen of it, like perfectly knowing when it was gonna time out. Owner um, had one too, was, I think, was, a J4 was, one that yeah, was like was frame say, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I thought was really, uh, really, really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. That, we have had some good ones. We've had some amazing ones. We've had some we've super had some bloopers. Sussy yeah. ones, yeah. 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 And it just, it's just because it's like, it, to me, it's almost like, when I see someone in the NBA who's horrible at free throws or something, you know, it's like these are like fundamentals that you can train. It's actually one of the things a practice yeah. tool. You yeah. can take 10 minutes and just spam do it with with your cooldown refresh on Bart, and then you understand the timing and you won't really mess it up again. Yeah. It's and super easy. There's like a tiny bit of variability in terms of how far away you are, blah, 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 blah. And skill but shot it's still speed, all but it's really easy. replicatable. They haven't yeah. changed the Q skill shot speed. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of people just don't think about there's a visual indicator. Yep, exactly. Yeah. People yeah. people just try to ballpark it. And when I was sure. making that video, the reason I made that video is because I started talking to a bunch of pros and I was like, oh, how do you guys time uh, stasis? And they're just like, well, you just it's just a feeling, right? And, yeah. um, and then some people were like, well, you count it out. And I was trying to do those because this is when I started playing Bard a lot. And I was like, this is terrible. And then I just started noticing after playing Bard a lot and you're just seeing the animation over and over, I started noticing the actual animation. Yeah. Um, but it is very distinctive. I have a video on my Twitter if you guys want to see that. Um, it's a great video. Good video. There you go. Yeah, and shout out to uh, to Graham who edited that. He's the GOAT. Um, speaking of the Azir-Ori matchup, I feel like Azir is such a bait. Um, and I think that people were going into this tournament and looking at like the Azir-Ori matchup as similar to what we had seen with uh, Azir versus Victor in the past where it's like, this is a mid laner that doesn't have a dash and then you get six and you go and use your ult, they have to flash and then your jungle comes back and they die and you're going to repeat this and it never works at Worlds. And I don't know if it's just that the players are too skilled or that Ori, you know, has a really good safe wave clear. The amount, of, or the amount of shit that people dodge with just the dissonance speed up is insane. So like, people are so good at using that movement speed steroid. So like when I was looking at my phone, I was trying to look up the actual matchup specific stats to see if it was just like confirmation bias or what no, I was thinking. I so Azir has a 20% win rate in um, in the matchups against uh, against Oriana at Worlds. But and you know, so it's in 15 games. So and yes. two of those, no, two all, of those are faker. Them. I'm looking at two faker Azir all, and all Oriana wins. Yeah. So everyone else Three. Ha everyone else yep, has there's lost. There's the other one. And it's like not only not only that, but you're you're losing the laning phase on average. You're not able to actually capitalize and the Ori is just way easier to execute on and follow up on, right? Like Azir, yeah. yes, does have these big moments and can have the potential for those big plays, but like this is literally faker. But that's yeah. literally <laughs> faker, it's, it's or been, you're playing against literally Kanavi, those opportunities <laughs> will not present. It's been themselves. the single biggest trap but, matchup, I think, all worlds. But I agree, but going into final specifically, that is one of the issues that I think you're gonna solve as uh, are gonna have to solve as Weibo. A part of obviously the shy needs to have a good day, right? We need to see um Light and Crisp actually be able to stand up. I do think that they've skilled really well into the tournament but specifically when it gets to draft i feel like t1 right now is really hard to prep for 
I, I'm going to be honest, and I don't want to like deflate the world finals because I think it's still hype, and I really hope that we see uh, an insane best of five. No. But I'm going to I'm gonna deflate no. it. I think T1 what clear in every role, and their draft is infinitely easier and better. Like, And I don't think that's a bold statement. This is an impossible puzzle. Congratulations, T1. There's no way Weibo can come yeah, back. Yeah, and if I jinx it, great. <laughs> I mean, so I'll shave my okay. head if Weibo win worlds. That's the easiest like layup. It's it's Me not, too. It's I'm not bold. You. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I don't think that's bold or hard. I'll shave my head if Weibo wins. Give me world. an eyebrow. Yeah. No, I no eyebrow. I'll take the shaved mm. head. Eyebrow is terrible, bro. <laughs> eyebrow we is terrible. like some like weird beard. lines in your beard or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. Weibo <laughs> logo in the beard. Like, what's the so guy with like the a, weird a zebra teeth? beard? You know, you yeah. can do like you know, like every other so, one. No, I'm not that committed. No. <laughs> no, because I just then quit deflating. Okay. Yeah. Reinflate. Pump okay. it back up. Yeah. Reinflate. The good news is, Cadrill <laughs> made a really cool shy song. <laughs> No. That if you listen to for three hours straight while uh, just drinking coffee for like a couple hours uh, while you're doing it, you will eventually manifest and believe in your mind that the shy can do anything. What, what about the fact that all three of the tournament favorites are not in the finals? Genji got knocked out. JDG got knocked out. LNG got knocked out. That was, I don't know if you agree that those were the top three, but most people had those yeah, as their yeah, top yeah. three. I don't know if you had T1 in your top three or not. I can't remember. Uh, no, no, just, I mean, I, Genji, I, JDG, somebody else, maybe okay. LNG. I, no, the, the one thing I said about T1, I wouldn't be surprised if make finals and then sure. lose. But I, I, I hope is, I, I don't know, I no longer think that. I agree. As much as the Swiss, most of Swiss, I think, didn't have upsets. We had some upsets towards the end. I think uh, TL losing a game was an upset. I think, you know, um, Energy being G2 was an upset. There were some upsets in there but largely swiss went to chalk then when we come to to knockouts i actually think the majority of them maybe you can pull up the brackets so yeah, i don't I yeah, so we had, so we had genji blg like, obviously okay, huge no, genji blg was huge i think I, I, it was a huge upset i'd say an upset i wouldn't say huge given msi okay. but they were definitely that was that was you can, you can argue huge i'm, I'm gonna that, argue upset at the sure. very least um yeah, weibo always. went to chalk uh, JDG beating KT, I would argue I was surprised with how competitive KT was because they yeah. were very close to forcing game JDG five. JDG were supposed to be the clear favorites. Very so, close yeah. to forcing game five. I would say I was very surprised with, not that T1 won because I thought T1 LNG was pretty close, but I was super surprised that it was a 3-0 stomp. Agreed. Um, and, yeah. JDG T1 with pre-tournament pre, pre um, tournament tournament expectations, expectations, I would have been surprised. But going yeah. into that, yes, I thought yeah. T1 was going to win, but still. Um, Weibo beating BLG, very surprising to me. So it's like a lot of these... A lot of these have been surprising, or at least two pre-tournament expectations were very surprising. And DRX, I thought they were going to get clapped at most of the stops last year. And I know people are going to keep bringing that up, and it's not always apples to apples. But there, there's been a lot of examples in knockouts of surprising results or unexpected results or things being more competitive than you think. So as much as I agree with you, if you're just looking at on paper and how the tournament has gone, I think T1 should 3-0 this. And slap, slap, done. Congratulations. But... It hasn't been how a lot of the things have gone. Yeah, I just, man, I'm. <sighs> Pump it back so, up. Pump it back okay. up. Oh wait, I, we're pumping it up. Yeah, we're pumping it up. We're pumping it up. I think I think it becomes a question of it's whether leaking. it's whether, time. Yeah. I, I can't. I'm looking at this. I'm it's, I'm reminding myself of Weibo's tournament run. He's in a little dingy. No, don't do don't do that. Don't look at the path they took here. The only thing that matters, because no, because squint, squint, it doesn't it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters now is the performance on the day in the go. best of five. Yeah. No, nothing it, up until this point is relevant. And what I want to highlight is that specifically for this T1 roster, they have been in this position, I'd argue two times already and been actually three times because you can also argue you can that semis and stuff so, as well okay yeah but but specifically in finals they were supposed to be coming into msi the favorites uh 2022 right yeah yep. given how uh dominant they were domestically 
how well they played the meta, how well hyped up this team was. They had a much better performance than expected. Didn't deliver. Same for uh, for for uh, for Worlds, right? Even though they didn't win the finals in, in LCK, they weren't really expected to because of the meta. Yep. It shifted away. People were expecting T1 to be better, ended up to be true. Didn't make it happen. Then, to me, the real killing blow was not only did they punt their finals this spring, which is easy to forget, but they were the heavy favorites coming in. And they got boomed by Gen G, which partially... Partially is the meta swap, uh, meta swap because they they did really well because of the specific AD carry meta, which now has come back, or bot lane meta. But they they punted that as well, and then at MSI, got really close and weren't able to follow through, and I got blasted by BLG. And look, the problem like, and I then, think that they've, the I DRX, think, DRX I think the struggle is, I think like... that they've learned. I think that like, and I'm, I'm I'm willing to have faith, but if they if they have not learned, the exact same thing is going to happen as has happened the last three times. Also, isn't there? omega pressure i feel like because it's kind of known and the players have said this is probably the last time they're playing together so i feel like if it was me i it would be easy to get in the mindset of this is the best chance i'm ever gonna have yeah it might be your last chance ever right oh you, i mean there's a ton know. of pressure like I, I think there should be very little pressure on weibo nobody expected weibo to get here yep. like t1 have such a history and such a pedigree that them being here it's cool but people in general are just like oh they're back the instant assumption is oh they're back no one is I think saying that about Weibo, the shy diehard fans were like, he's always been good. Those people probably saying that, but those are the only people saying that. We also in 2021, because both the NRG or uh, RNG EDG series and the Genji EDG series were not great. They were very messy. They were very hard fought. Yeah, they were I very just... like all over the place. Don't get me wrong. I think T T1 should be favored. T1 I think is a much more well-rounded team. But I also think that we've seen so many times over like the last two years that all that matters is how are you looking on the day? Yes, all that matters is how you're looking on the day, but like every measurable or visible metric is so stacked in favor of T1. I agree. I feel like at this point. How about the amount of the shies on a team? That metric, they are getting cleared by Weibo right now. It's yep. not even close. Yep. Infinitely more the so shies. I, I mean, it's only one more. <laughs> So let's it's calm one down. To zero. One to zero, baby. Let's calm down. If I'm using multiplication, this is how we shut lie out. with let's stats. Shut out. It's a pretty close finals. All I'm saying is only one. Yeah. One spot away, yes, but infinitely more the shies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that is the angle. I mean, you're right on the day. Like, look, on the day. That's the angle? Is the shy? That's, I mean, the, I, you're blowing point, it back up with the shy and Xiaohu. Return to form, iconic players. You know, I, th I think crisp and light too in the right circumstances. I mean, like the roster overall is pretty good. I don't see it for Shahu, but I, think, I do see it for the rest. I think crisp also was was one of the main drivers pushing it towards this bot lane meta in the first place. There they was, bust out the there was nine, quarters. ten games in a Hello. row that he either picked Renata or had it banned against them. I think it might even be more at this point. Yeah, that it was it was I want to say nine pre semifinal that they played. Maybe it was ten. I can't remember the exact number. But anyway. Uh, then he went Lux, then he went Heimer. Like they were, yes, it's not the exact same way that Carrier did it, but I think that kind of almost gave permission in a way for people to get really inventive with it. They're like, well, if you're going to play Heiner, well, I can play this. If you're going to play that, I can play this. Oh, you're going to play Ash? Well, now I can play Santa Calista. Now, you know. Um, so I do think that there are angles for them to win. I think that Weibo, people forget at times that this was a super team built to do this, right? No one expected them to because they weren't that good throughout the LPL. That's just the reality, right? And people who want to tell you that Shy has always been 
at the top well they didn't watch the shy because he was pretty bad for a while no um, no you don't but, understand he was holding back his true 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 um he's charging up all these years <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder, wonder, wonder where you heard that <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's i i do think that weibo at their at their top can be really really damn good right these are some some incredible yeah. players there's two world champions there's a three-time msi winner like these guys are good and i do think the respect has to be given there I, I agree with you. I think it's heavily T1 favored, but I don't think you can just gift wrap it and give T1 the championship before they play the games. No, no, no. I, I agree. I just think that, like, once we enter the realm of intangibles, suddenly we have a conversation. I just think that, like, based on what we've seen... We're sure. all going to predict T1, right? Yeah, we're yeah. all going to predict yeah. T1. I will say that, like, literally anything can happen. And it's happened so much in this bracket stage. And maybe I feel like more in this tournament than any other tournament where it just feels like a team shows up has a great day against a team who showed up and clearly is not playing at their peak. But that has happened a lot. That's why we've had so many upsets, I think, is we've That's just... how Weibo got past the giants of NRG. Yeah. There's just... <laughs> NRG weren't, you know, after taking down G2 handedly and being the clear favorites for the tournament, they just punted on the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, as long as we agree that they took down the clear favorites for the tournament G2 yeah, and then yeah, punted yeah, on the day. I, I, I yeah. won't chip in. You guys take it Everybody will always accept underdog possibilities of winning now though because of the drx story like that was just last year yeah. and there are a lot of parallels with yeah. weibo fourth seed sure you know also not even uh you know and i won't well. i hate using that stuff for predictions but i think it is the constant reminder that like it is just who shows up on the day this world especially has been a reminder of that and like it is possible will i is there anything that would make me predict weibo like no probably not at this point but if I come out of here with a bald what ass head, I'll have to be like, that's just League of Legends. Would that make you predict them? We don't. That's Hobie's not, subbing no. back in? No, we don't. Oh. No. That would. Yeah. Because I don't know any of these people personally, but if I got you know, I got to gas my boy up. You know? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, can't, so, I can't let him down. <laughs> so, so to me, the main difference and the reason why I, I really feel like it's, it's I, I think it's more like to, to be a dumb monsooning situation where they I think Weibo will still get a game, but I'm expecting a free one here. Is specifically Xiaohu because I just don't think that he's actually been good this entire really tournament. tournament. Yeah, it's not been like good. I just and I know we know this guy's good. We talked about him earlier. If he if he does end up winning, even if he has a bad tournament, uh, it would solidify him as probably the second best mid laner of all time, just because of the virtue of how long his career was, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but I do think that if you look at the calibers of players that he's faced, he should have been able to do way more and i feel like he's mostly been a passenger or a detriment to his team and that to me is something that i don't because even if you go back to zeka right like last year which is a really good example of a player that peaked at the right time sure um zeka was already doing that in quarters and he was yeah. also showing that in semis and he was also if you go back obviously we didn't know the time he can't copy the homework exactly you got to change it a little well, i'm gonna peek in finals instead it's, it's weird to say this but t like faker is that player this year for me like i didn't expect him to be nearly as good against scout like no i didn't did. expect him to he played scout and night yeah yeah i mean the man is peaking them. at the right time and it's weird to talk and about because that is a guy who came out of nowhere right like that was not expected at all but you I mean, know. for faker often Again, Faker, and this was, we don't know how much of this was contributed to the injury, but Faker and the rest of T1 early spring were just rough. And this is not like worst team in the LCK rough, but it is like they were a middle of the pack team at the, at the beginning, right? After MSI, yeah. just not able to, to really deal with what was going on. And the fact that he was able to come back after his injury and then 
get the team to 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 semi uh, to finals worked up until the point where they they were like in prep. Genji was able to bend them out, and that is the one thing that I'm really curious to see what Weibo is going to do in draft is if they are willing to test. Because we all know Faker. Like to me, the the thing with Faker isn't that he can't play almost every champion imaginable. Because I'm pretty sure he has like the biggest yeah, champion yeah. pool out of anyone just by the virtue of him being Faker and, and being played forever. But Gen G was actually able to ban out because even though Faker will still be good, he won't be able to do the thing he did on Azir. Sure. Yeah. With with he play if he had to, like I think that Oriana, Nico, and Azir or Silas, if he gets any of those, you'll be fine. But I do think that Weibo can go in, in a game one and try to heavily target Faker and see what happens if you like ban away a bunch of the mid laners and then any you'll end up giving up Jarvan. You'll end up giving up like Rumble or something. But I think you need to take a big gambit if you are Weibo. And yeah. again, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it backfires, but Faker has played three champions this I mean, entire tournament. We also, we watched through most, if not all those games uh, yeah. together, like all the all the uh, T1 games and playoffs. And yeah, Faker did not look the same off of sure. his comfort, right? And even even on um, Nico, I think he had like some good games. He had some really bad games, right? There was much more up and down. And also part of it, I think, it was a two-pronged thing for me in the LCK playoffs. It wasn't just that they were taking away some of these champions, is that they were really heavily attacking him and mid lane, right? Yeah. There was like so many ganks going towards him. And when he was off of these champions that had mobility, you know, in particular this year, I thought that was his best throughout playoffs. Oh, KT threw so much at him and exactly. didn't work at all. And so it's like, you know, when if you can take him off his pick and then really attack and make something happen that way, then I think that's an angle. I think if you just throw a couple of bands towards him and then just like left them lane, enough. it's not gonna be enough. Yeah. I think you have to take him off of champions that are safe champions and try to attack them and try to put them behind. And I think it would have to be that kind of two-pronged strategy. But I do think that's a smart angle to attempt, right? Because people are going to say, well, yeah, but then what about carry and what about this and what about that? But the problem is, I don't even know how much you get with all these bot lane bans. Like if, if it's really as it wild west as it seems, there's, you could just pick so many. Yeah, I just don't think it really accomplishes yeah, that you much. Just, so you ban the the ones that you find completely unlaneable and then you just, you pray and you just, you, you, you know, yeah. you figure it out because it's, and you, you can also trade OPs. If you just ban no OPs and you only ban like, you know, one person out, you can sometimes just trade OPs. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see how they actually play the the early levels too, because coming into the tournament and even qualifying for this tournament in regionals, Weiwei, one of his best moves was the Poppy game. He got like five kills yeah. going down bottom lane. They did the same thing. They build up a big wave. They're going to pick these double, you know, range matchups down here. So it's very gankable. When you don't have these tank engaged supports, it's pretty easy for junglers to have a very big influence. Uh, so, like the the jungler battle over those all these bottom lane, you know, crazy picks that are going to happen too. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I like the idea always if there is an underdog of then trying to come up with a way for them to get wins and get through yeah. the series. I mean, I like I like the mid angle from what we from we talked about so far. Way we're going bot feels like it's you expect it, but obviously if you can put enough resources down, it doesn't matter if you can expect it. Also, if it. you don't have push, it doesn't work, right? So yeah. You have to be winning the two v two first. That's the hard part. I and think when carry is yeah, but I, but we just yeah. haven't seen Faker this tournament pushed off comfort, and so that's it's kind of that's where I feel like we're at with options. We we need to see a team put T one in a position that they have not shown us before, because that would be a losing because like and, a losing position. Yeah, and 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 that is I think the the only possible angle and you, you'll end up giving up a bunch of really good things and that to me is, is really where it comes down as long as t1 is able to maintain the performance they've had 
I don't think there's an angle. Because if Owner and Zayas keep playing the way that they have thus far in the tournament, and they end up getting like Rel, Rel Rumble or something, and then Faker is having a, a rougher game, you're still screwed. I so mean, it, 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 there needs to be a lot of... To but, but, but that Maokai game from owner good, was, right? like, was rough. Like a, but it's not, they're not unbreakable. But right? it, wouldn't yeah. be, it wouldn't be the first time for Zayas to, to under, underperform in a final. So it's not, it's not impossible. But I do think that the stars need to align in the right way. And yeah, the plan but if you're, if you're forced to be like, okay, this is going to be the way that they are going to win. Yeah. Then that would be my angle. Then yeah, yeah you ha then you have to lay yeah. it out. Right? In a in a perfect world, if you can get Faker off a comfort matchup and you can put Owner back on something like you know Maokai or something that can't engage or do things as proactively, that's going to be stronger reactively. Just Maokai. Just Maokai. Uh, just yeah, Maokai. Yeah, just Maokai. Uh, I I think that like there's there's a world where you can fight back. I get worried if Weibo is going to be able to do what JDG did in the game two against T1, which was like uh, eat so many of those engages, turn the fight, because I think that requires so much communication and discipline that. Like the the Weibo BLG series was a hot mess. Like it was intense. It was there were some great moments, sure. Game those five all, was yeah. Game five was great, but there was a lot of sloppy moments too. You know what I mean? And I think part of the reason the JDG obviously the reason the JDG were the favorites coming into the tournament was they could so reliably do that one thing, which mm -hmm. was the second you make a bad mistake on an engage, they could turn and punish you. Um, and I just don't know if if Weibo can replicate that. And and I'm just I'm just so concerned for their ability to win on red side, right? It's like we want, we look at the the Weibo PLG series. Um it went 5 games, all 5 were won on blue side, right? And I just think that that is the biggest hurdle. You know, even if they're having their day and they're playing really really well, I just don't know if Weibo is going to be able to replicate the same level of success on on red side that T1 can get. Yeah. I like the conversation that you guys started though around like attacking a single player. Yeah. Like faker or owner. Because in team games, sometimes, and especially mentioning the stakes of world finals, trying to play the mental game and just purely focus all of the attention on one person until they start to doubt themselves on stage and start to feel more pressure can can actually win you an entire series. I mean, if, if you're able to get inside one person, one player's head, and then they're second guessing all their choices and everything. Yeah, there's a world where. I don't know, has coin toss happened yet? Might be hard to do that to Faker. That's why I was like, owner is a better target for that because owner's actually had a, had a shit well, summer. And, and for me, it's like, we talk about the Shy. The Shy had a crazy series, right? It's like, there's a world where they're on red side, which, you know, probably not the, they would probably much prefer to be on blue side, but you can use red side counter pick and you can try to just push really hard on the top side of the map. Yeah, I would invade owner over and over and and make him revert to summer form. Yeah. Just tilt him. Just tilt him. There you go. Damn, it's tough. Like, <laughs> be clear. It all like, comes back. I got no yep. allegiance. I got no horse in this race. I just want. I want five games. I just think it's so yeah. hard, man. Yeah. Short of the again the intangibles, something like breaking someone's mental. Yeah. Something I mean, we're like, all we're all agreed. Yeah. We're all agreed. It's it's super heavy T one favorite. All right. Um, should we just move to predictions? Yeah, predictions. I'm I'm three o t one. After all, after all that, I just I just don't see it. I just think that they're. Can I get a quick aside? Yeah. All right. So, my boy is Ailes cast in finals, uh, and if it was the first time, alongside this guy right here, and there's one other person to play by play who shall go unnamed. It's not me, but you can maybe <laughs> process elimination it just because he's not here. I just want to say like I'm super excited for both of you. Thank you. And I'm sad Thank that we're so now much. having a podcast where we talk about how one side of the series is going to be, but I think that's awesome. And I just want to like I don't fans don't get a lot of you know insight until they see the cast there, but I think it is an awesome moment. So just shout out to both of you. Kobe obviously on the desk. 
chilling. He'll be there too. And Kobe's the goat. He'll probably Kobe, be casting Kobe, next Kobe, year. Kobe's the I'm goat. I'm super excited for you guys. Yeah, like Thanks, this man. is this is awesome, man. I just want to make sure we, we acknowledge that because I think that's so so yeah. sick. I think that's so cool. I mean, yeah. you spoiled the other. Just say Atlas also. Atlas, yeah, it's Atlas too. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why he wasn't here, so I didn't want to like take, if he wanted to announce it for himself or whatever. Well, you I didn't, didn't ask away. them ahead of time. I did didn't because they deserve. Oh, you, praise, you but I didn't. Yeah. But I didn't really think about I, that. So you didn't ask them. So that just, was actually messed up of me. I, I wanted to make sure my boys got their moment, and I didn't think I that. Like, and I, I took it from I them. I actually don't respond well to praise, so I, you didn't need to do it at all. But I do appreciate. Yeah, it. Yeah, I know you don't respond well to praise. Yeah. I didn't know if either of you. Were but I, I appreciate it nonetheless. You know who else nice. should be cast in World Finals one of these days? It's my boy Daniel Dracos. I'm right here, there. Man. I'm here. They so, need me. They know where to get me. Yeah. Soon. Soon. Eh. All I care about is your guys's moment to shine. Yeah, I, and actually, I'm not yeah, good be... point, Kobe, because that's my bad. Because I was like, <laughs> I want to make sure we do it. He was like, Alice isn't here, so I'm not gonna spoil it for him. I was like, what just went on then? Yeah, look, I, I, I did I some, I did I some questionable math there. You know what so, I mean? I, didn't, I, I bet that they were like really looking forward to their announcement. Like, I've got tweet. my They're like, tweet. all right, we're we're gonna have this like. Yeah, I've now inserted myself instead of being <laughs> a supportive friend. I've now inserted myself into something I'm not a part of. <laughs> He wore white to the I think, wedding. I, I did wear white <laughs> to the wedding. That's my bad, boys. I was trying to gas you up. That's think, my mistake. I think you're being way too, way too negative. No, uh, oh, team, dude. No, I might have. I took some. Uh, whatever. All right. Frog. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat the frog. I yeah. take the frog. Got frogged. Anyway, uh, that's all I want to say. So I think that's thank you. Three zero. I you, also homie. say three zero. For your guys' sake, I hope five games. I hope it's a hot. Yeah, I'm gonna say three two because it's gonna be a banger series. Uh, I think three one. I think it's like uh, twenty twenty. Everybody, T one. We've cursed yep, them. To. We've come together. Yeah. People can't see, but we actually right. drew this like ritual circle here on the table, and we were actually have just cursed them, and now it's for sure a Weibo win. As long as it's a 3-2. <laughs> as long as, as, it's, long a as it's a 3-2. Three three two. Two. <laughs> that's all we want. I think that's it, then. That's it. That's that's the run. That's the, the run for the Dive for the Estate. And it's I, for the Avengers the Avengers of the Galaxy, baby. We did it again. I know it's not the best name, but I have grown to appreciate it. How about we can be the Podvengers? The Podvengers. Yeah. That'll be that sick. That sounds kind of sick. That yeah. sounds kind of sick. I'm down for that. Yeah, I think the people who are protesting for in favor of Tide Pods, though, are going to be really mad that we took their podcast <laughs> name away. Um, that was my final dumb joke, I promise. Anyway, no, this has on. been episode five of All the, the Dipori State. All the here on out are going to be gold. Clean. Great. <laughs> uh, if you're in Seoul, looking forward to seeing everybody at finals. I won't be here anymore. But they'll see you guys at finals. Fan Fest going on as well. There's so much cool stuff happening this week. Can't wait to see the opening ceremony. Can't wait to see the games. Obviously, very excited for the broadcast. Thanks so much to everybody who tuned in and listened to the podcast over the course of Worlds. Tune's going to be good. Wanna, just wanna bring it back to that. Yeah. I feel like I did him such did him such a disservice. Yeah. See you next year. Hey, yeah, see you next year. We'll, we'll be He's back. Be Bye. Good.